This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 377. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 377. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we dive in, I have a little something to say. So I have been overwhelmed in the last few weeks with requests for coaching, joining my membership communities, like all sorts of things, all of the things you all want them. And I love it. I love that you are wanting to learn and grow and push yourself and connect with other amazing shameless mamas. So here's what I've decided to do because Some of my stuff is completely full and sold out. I don't have any room for one-on-one coaching clients right now. My Tenacious Mamas program is completely full until Shameless MomCon 2020. So here's what we're doing. I'm opening up enrollment for Momentum Mamas for just a few days. So if you are looking for a place to connect with action-taking, butt-kicking, amazing, supportive, cheerleader kind of mamas who will have your back, hold you accountable, light you up, and inspire the heck out of you every damn day then Momentum Mamas is for you. So in Momentum Mamas, you get coaching with me every single week. We do group coaching together. You also get to be in our Facebook community. We have book club. These mamas are fire. They are fire and magic. Let's be honest, fire and magic. These women are so awesome. And when I set up this group, when I launched this membership community over a year ago, I knew that I was going to show up for it and I knew that I was going to add a ton of value. What I did not expect was for all of the members to step up in the way that they have. So we have a community of women who are amazing, tight, 
knit, close knit friends who want to cheer for each other, who want to get to know each other, who want to connect in powerful, really positive and purposeful ways. So if you are a mama and you're like, I need some better mamas in my inner circle. I need some new women to connect with, some new women who inspire me to be the best version of myself, to take action in my life, to stand in my imperfections, but also push myself a little bit harder every now and then. Momentum Mamas is for you. So just pop over to shamelessmom.com slash momentum. You get all the details and see if this is the right community for you hint, I think it is. So go over there again to shamelessmom.com forward slash momentum and get in on the Momentum Mamas community. Registration is only open for a few days. So do not miss this opportunity to make new mama friends, get amazing coaching, if I do say so myself from yours truly, and really up-level your life in such a powerful, positive, and purposeful way. Hello, Shameless Mom. So excited to be here today. I'm especially excited. I'm not going to lie. I'm especially excited for this conversation today. So much so that I was actually not going to record for a few more days. But as I started planning this content for this episode, I got so fired up that I was like, we're not going to wait. Like sometimes you are just feeling it and you got to go. And so we're going early. I'm going to be ahead of schedule, which is something I am not very often anymore. So I'm very excited about diving into this topic today around motherhood and how this qualifies you to be a CEO. We're going to get so fired up, a little bit sassy, and really real about all the ways that motherhood qualifies you in so many ways that you haven't thought of, in ways that you haven't taken responsibility for, in ways that you might not be owning yet. So it's going to be fire. Before that, I want to share Shameless Mom of the Week. So Shameless Mom of the Week, every Monday, we take one nominee from our Apple Podcast reviews. So we go in every week and look to see how is the show impacting people in our community? How is the show impacting other shameless moms out there? And the way I can see this <laughs> quickly and easily is by looking at the reviews over on Apple Podcasts. And so I went over there this morning and I was able to see a review from Studio, who happens to be someone our kids went to preschool together. She lives down the street from me. So Luma, thank you so much for this. Her screen name is Pokey.Studio. And by the way, go to Pokey.Dots on Instagram. She does beautiful artwork. It's P-O-K-I-D-O-T-S. She makes these beautiful keepsakes from your baby's cutest little clothes. It's such a cool job that you've created, Luma, and also such beautiful and amazing, precious, precious art. So you guys can go check her out on Instagram and see all of her work. So her review says... Listening to a friend. I discovered the Shameless Mom podcast through a friend of mine, and I binge listen for an entire week. I love Sarah's honesty and sense of humor. It's like listening to a friend who wants you to be the best version of you. She covers all topics related to moms and women, from the things that are happening in the news to taboo conversations nobody wants to start. I've enjoyed listening to her perspective and discovering the amazing people she interviews, and I love being part of the Shameless Mom Facebook community in parallel. So thank you, Pokey.studio slash Luma. I happen to know who you are behind that screen name. I so appreciate you. If you want to nominate yourself for Shameless Mom of the Week, just go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, and that will take you into the iTunes, Apple Podcast portal. Scroll down, 
click on write a review and then you can let me know how the show has impacted you. So Luma, thank you for letting me know that you love listening to the interviews. You love learning new things. I think that this is the feedback that I just get so consistently over and over again is that I get to feel like I'm your best friend in your ear. And I love that. And people say to me when we meet in the first time in person, they'll say, oh my gosh, like I feel like I'm meeting an old friend. I'm like, yes, you are. You totally are. So it's so, so fun and so special. All right. So other important thing before we dive in today, I'm recording this episode a few days before my first ever Tenacious Mamas retreat. And this will go live a few days after or like a day after my first ever Tenacious Mamas retreat. So if you follow me on social media, you undoubtedly saw pictures all weekend of this Tenacious Mamas retreat. So let me just give you a little backstory to let you know how this came to be what it means, what we're doing, what Tenacious Mamas is. So Tenacious Mamas is a group I created that I launched at Shameless MomCon 2019. And I decided that I wanted to have a group basically that focused more on high-level leadership for moms. And so I created Tenacious Mamas. It's a year-long program. It's a mastermind program. So we meet monthly online. We meet on Zoom video conference call. We actually have two calls a month, coaching calls where I'm coaching, teaching, doing office hours to ask your, to answer your questions. We have four retreats a year. So two are virtual and two are in person. And then we have a private Facebook community. And on top of that, the members of this group have decided to create their own Marco Polo channel, which is like a video messaging app that you can all use, where people can use to communicate with each other. So these women are on fire and many of them have their own businesses. Some of them don't have their own businesses, but work in corporate and are looking to like work their way up step into more leadership roles, have a stronger voice, be a leader of women in corporate. So really, really cool things. So this group right now, it's 15 shameless moms who are in Tenacious Mamas. And holy cow, they just show up and blow my mind over and over and over again. And the reason I wanted to share, we just did this retreat, but so much, this is so relevant to today's topic because the conversation that we had over the course of the retreat so like I said, I'm recording this in advance. So the conversation that I'm planning around right now is really about the CEO framework. And so that's what I'm going to be teaching these shameless moms, these tenacious mamas during the retreat. I'm going to be teaching the CEO framework, which is basically the framework that you need to be working within if you want to be a CEO in your life, whatever that might look like for you. And so that might be in a corporate setting, like a CEO as we traditionally know it. It might be CEO of business that you run that you've built from the ground up. It might be being the CEO in an MLM that you're working in. It might be being the CEO of your household. So it can look like a million different things. I actually have a mama in one of my communities who has a really public facing husband who's gone a lot, travels a lot. And so she's really actively working on like being the CEO of a household. She takes it very seriously. And it takes a lot of management around travel schedules and moving the household between two cities often and all sorts of things like that. And Many of you are in that situation where you, I mean, at the very least, you're CEO of a household, but oftentimes you're CEO in more than just one role, a CEO of a household. And maybe on top of that, also CEO in a profession that you're building or working your way up in. And so I want you to really consider where are you standing in your CEO power? Because traditionally, we think of CEOs as being the chief executive officers in big corporations. And we think of them as being like middle-aged white men or older white men. And that's not it. <laughs> that is not where the line needs to be drawn. 
the line needs to be stretched way further to include way more people, way more women, and especially moms. So with all that said, if you are interested in more information on Tenacious Mamas, come to Shameless MomCon because that is where you get to sign up for Tenacious Mamas. So if you want to know more about Tenacious Mamas, get yourself a ticket to Shameless MomCon by going to shamelessmomcon.com and joining me at Shameless MomCon 2020 in March in Seattle. And then just continue listening and learning about how you can step into that CEO power in your life because you can do what a CEO does. You are actually uniquely qualified to be a CEO by virtue of being a mother. And we often think and assume, and many other people outside of motherhood, like old men, assume that we are less qualified to lead in certain ways in motherhood because we just don't quite, you know, our attention is divided and we can't prioritize and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's all a bunch of BS. We are actually more qualified to lead in positions of power and to lead groups of people because we have experienced and endured motherhood. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. So let's just dive right into all the ways that this really, really shows up, matters, and manifests itself. So I came up with this list. I honestly was like, I'm going to like come up with a list of five ways that motherhood prepares you to be a CEO. And I got on a roll and could not stop. So we're going to talk about 17 ways, 17 ways motherhood prepares you to be a CEO. So number one, 
You are a master multitasker. So you know, like, I don't even need to explain this one. You know in motherhood that you can be reading a bedtime story to one child while you're giving another child a bath, while you're writing an email in your head, while you're also telling your husband to do something, right? All those things can happen at one time. You know that when you're at work, you can be like pumping in a bathroom stall while writing a message on your phone to someone while thinking through a presentation you're about to give. These are the things that moms can do. We are master multitaskers. I'm not saying multitasking is the most productive way to exist or the thing that we should be going after, but by virtue of what we have to do in motherhood, we are often, if not always, multitasking. So multitasking and your ability to multitask at a high level and still be productive and reasonably accurate in accomplishing the things that you're accomplishing makes you highly qualified to be in an organization where you're going to have to constantly have your attention divided and constantly be meeting multiple people's needs and fielding multiple requests and making multiple decisions. Next, number two, you are a master decision maker. So I do not feel like I'm a good decision maker sometimes. I feel like it takes me too long. I think things through for too long. But I will tell you that I'm a way better decision maker in motherhood than I was before motherhood because... I don't have the luxury of time. Things have to keep moving. Things are always going at like this rapid fire pace. So even though decision making is actually hard, like by personality type, I, it's easy for me to get stuck in analysis paralysis, but motherhood has made me a much faster decision maker. And it has also allowed me to more easily prioritize what decisions need to be made, which ones need to be made now, which ones can I hold off on? So being a CEO, being a leader of an organization, decision-making is crucial and critical. And you have to do that quickly. And you have to do it with a strong sense of like having your wits about you, kind of always keeping in mind, what's the bigger picture? What are the ramifications of decision A versus decision B? And motherhood really, really primes and preps you for that because you are constantly making so many decisions. And you know, I mean, I know that the amount of decisions for me with just having one child, it feels endless. So if you have three kids, it's like all you do all day is make decisions, right? So this hugely qualifies you to be a decision maker in an organization. Number three, people management. You are an excellent manager of people and a manager of people with all different abilities, all different skill sets, all different gifts. This is such a strong benefit because if you can manage a household of children of different ages, of a partner who's probably very different than you, all of these things, you can do this on an organizational level as well. And you can do it with a lot of sensitivity and acknowledgement around, well, this person is here, so let's help them grow in this way. And this person is over here. Let's help them grow in this way. And let's give them feedback that's sensitive to this need of the organization and also sensitive to the ability of this person. So being a manager of a household really does prime you for being a manager in an organization because I mean, for me, I have a dog, a child, and a husband, and I am constantly trying to manage the household, being sensitive to all of their needs, all of their strengths, all of their limitations, right? The more people you have in that household system, the more you are constantly juggling the unique needs, abilities, limitations, strengths of all those key players, right? So the more people you're managing in your household, the more qualified you are to be managing people and organizations. So you are an, a master manager as well. Number four, you are an expert negotiator. You could probably negotiate a Middle Eastern peace treaty 
faster and easier than any middle-aged white dude, right? Like, can we please get some women in power doing these things? Because it would be done so differently, so much more efficiently in a space where everyone could be seen and heard and allowed to grow and thrive as opposed to right now. I mean, not that I know a ton about Middle Eastern peace negotiation, but right now it's all based on ego, right? It's a bunch of men's egos getting in the way of actually getting anything accomplished. So whether you're looking at Middle Eastern peace treaties or you're just looking at our current government, it's a bunch of dudes who have massive egos who cannot negotiate anything, right? As a mother, as someone who negotiates constantly with a toddler or a seven-year-old or a 14-year-old, you know how to negotiate to make things happen, right? You've done it through trial and error. You've probably messed it up a bunch of times. And over the years, you get better and better at this skill. Being someone who can negotiate with children, with teenagers, with a partner, that hugely qualifies you to be someone who can negotiate in a position of power in an organization. And so we have to really consider how can you negotiate and not in a way where you're leading with ego. And oftentimes when we have men in power negotiating, it is ego-based negotiations and it doesn't go well and it doesn't go in a way that serves for the greater good. It serves a few individuals at the top in many, many cases. And we see this at the government level. We see it at the organizational level. We see it on a global level. So negotiation is going to be a massive asset for a female leader And for a mom leader, because of the experience that you have, the experiences you've overcome in negotiating in the relationships in your household. Number five, time management. Oh my gosh, no one can manage time and get more things done in five minutes than a mom. (laughs) I'm always amazed by how many things I can get done when I'm up against a deadline. And I did not used to be this way. But here's the thing, when you have to get like 14 children and a dog out the door every morning, you can get 1 million things done in like 3.5 minutes. It's kind of mind blowing. It's funny. I laugh sometimes when I'm walking through my house because I'll be carrying like seven things in my arms that all go in different places. And I'm like dropping things off while I'm picking other things up and also like creating a list in my head of like, I'm going to put this in this room, that in that room, pick up this thing, change the laundry, put the mail out, like all of these things. And I'm like, and I can do this whole thing in like, 90 seconds. I can do it so quickly. And when I ask anyone else in the household to do these things, I mean, it's ours. It's ours, right? So time management. We learn as moms how to do things really quickly, very efficiently, very effectively. And I will tell you the the things I get done. I mean, even my workouts now, it's so funny. Before I had Vinny, I was like, I'm going to work out for like 40 to 60 minutes. And now I'm like, I'm going to work out for like 10 to 20 minutes. And I'm telling you, my workouts are just as good, just as productive, burning just as many calories, like burning all the fat, like whatever the goal is for me, it's about mental health. So I don't really care about how many calories I'm burning, but I'm telling you like my body, my muscles are showing and popping just as much because I'm super smart about how I manage my time. I am not like sitting around checking Instagram in the middle of a workout like I used to do, or I'm not like texting a friend in the middle of a workout or wasting time, like doing things that aren't super productive. I am super laser focused on getting a task done, getting it done as fast as possible with the most efficient means possible. That is a motherhood skill through and through and through. 
you become a master time manager. And part of time management is recognizing sometimes there's the things that they don't matter. They don't need to get done. And part of time management, which I have an episode on this coming up soon about mindset resets around time management, but part of time management is recognizing that oh, wait, I don't have to do all the things and I'm not going to do all the things. And that's a really critical piece of time management. And I think motherhood requires us to adopt a lot of that and embrace that where we're like, oh, like I used to think all these things were super important. Now on this list of 47 things, I can recognize that like three and a half of them are actually important and actually critical. Number six, compartmentalization. Compartmentalization, I was kind of laughing as I was thinking this one through because I don't feel like I'm someone who's really great at this. But motherhood has made me have to do it. So I'm someone who, if I'm like really frustrated by something or really sad, I'm someone who wears my emotions on my sleeves and I get really caught up in the emotion around one circumstance. And I have a hard time like shutting that off to go pay attention to something else. That said, motherhood requires us to do that over and over again. So if I'm frustrated with something related to work, I can't let that carry over into my interactions with my kids. Or if I'm frustrated with something with my child, I can't let that carry over when I have to go get on a conference call, right? So we have to like compartmentalize and shift gears quickly, swiftly, conscientiously, and we do it all the time. And so I used to be someone, and I so remember myself like in my early 20s, if I was in a really bad mood, (laughs) if I had had like a disagreement with someone before going to work, I would let it ruin my whole day. I'd be really cranky the whole day. And in my mind, I would be thinking, these people just don't even know. Like, they don't even know that I had this really hard interaction this morning. And I would let myself hold on to this energy the whole day. Okay, well, in motherhood, you recognize like you can't do that. It just destroys everything. So you have to be like, in one compartment of my head, I'm super mad about this one thing. In this other compartment, I'm so excited for my child. And I'm over here like having, you know, being in a moment with them while they're performing, while they're playing sports or whatever. And I'm just like in it and so pumped up and so fired up, even though I'm still mad about this other thing over here. In another area of my head, I'm thinking of 18 things I have to do before tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. And we can compartmentalize all of that to be in one moment at a time, which is a huge gift. That is so hard to do. And that is something I absolutely could not do before motherhood. I could not turn off one thing in order to turn on something else. And when you look at leadership, that's what we have to constantly do. So when you look at high level leadership, CEO level leadership, you have to be able to manage like being super frustrated in one component of leadership and one component of what might be going on in a company and also leading from a positive, powerful, purposeful place at the same time. So compartmentalization is a huge skill and a huge gift when you're leading at a high level. Number seven, motherhood gives you clarity of vision and clarity of mission. And this is so important as a CEO of an organization, of a household, of anything. You have to have that clarity of vision and clarity of mission, because if you don't, you will lose sight of what's really important. You will lose sight of where you're going. And motherhood makes this inevitable. So great example for me was this over this last summer, it felt very frantic and frenetic. And like, it was just the energy of the summer was very overwhelming for me because we didn't have, it was the least amount of childcare I'd ever had in a summer. But I also had a lot of clarity of vision and clarity of mission where I was like, you know, Vinny and I are going to spend a lot of time together this summer. It's going to be hard because it's going to compromise a lot of my work. But 
the mission and the vision is that there's only so few summers that he's going to want to hang out with me and that he's going to be available to hang out with me because I know he has better offers coming down the pipeline. Like he's going to have way cooler friends and cooler opportunities in the next few years. So clarity of vision and clarity of mission for me was I'm going to be super productive in this limited work time so that I can also be super engaged in this mommy and Vinny time. And that clarity of vision, clarity of mission allowed me to actually have a really successful summer business-wise by far. I mean, I probably did double or triple the income. Now I need to go back and look, but it was probably about 2.5 times the income from the summer of 2018 working way less hours because that clarity of vision, clarity of mission, I was like, okay, well, I have to be doing this thing over here to serve my community. I want that to continue to grow and build and evolve. And I also really want to be in these moments with Vinny. And so I was so clear on my mission this summer that I was ultra hyper productive in the times that I was scheduled to be that way. And then the times that I was scheduled to be in mom mode, I was like, we're going to go camping and float around the lake on a flamingo floaty. So clarity of vision, clarity of mission allowed me to be a really strong leader, strong CEO in the Shameless Mom Academy when I needed to be, and also allowed me to be really engaged as CEO of my family and those times as well. Number eight, planning. You are a master planner. You plan and make lists and think of all the things because who the heck else is going to do it, right? I mean, this is not always like a gift in a household. I don't think that the moms need to be all the planners or need to do all the planning, but I think that by nature, we often do become the planners. And the level of planning that you are doing on a daily, weekly, monthly, annual basis, like some of you already know, it is. I'm recording this on October 1st. Some of you are already planning your child's childcare for next summer nine months from now, because that's what we do. We are planners that carries over into organizational structure, hugely and organizational leadership, right? So planning is don't underestimate the level of planning that you are capable of and how that is a hugely valuable skill. Number nine, budgeting. You are also a master budgeter. Now you might not put this all to use, all the time. Like many of you are going to be like, actually, I need to get better at that. But you are conscientious around like, we are going to spend money on this and not that. Even if it's not in a super formal way, most of you, I would guess, since having children have taken a different view on finance to think like, okay, like for me, I'm like, I don't need all the fancy clothes. I'm going to shop at Old Navy. But mama does want some family vacations. Like I would rather go on a European vacation than buy expensive clothes. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hey, are you a parent of a teenager? Are you feeling overwhelmed about how to be what they need while also holding limits and boundaries that keep them safe? Are you tired of conversations that negate how messy this season of parenting is? Well, I've got you. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and the host of the Joyful Courage podcast. Every week I come to you with an interview, digging into tough topics with experts I trust and solo shows that go deep into the personal growth and mindset needed to raise teens in a way that grows them into confident, capable young people. I am not afraid of getting real about the intersection of conscious parenting and the teen years, while also bringing in vulnerability, humor, and lightness. I'm walking the path with you and honored to serve. Listen to Joyful Courage on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. So there's a budgeting component there of like making choices around. And again, that also goes to like clarity of vision, clarity of mission, clarity of core values, which is going to be the next thing we talk about. But we budget according to those things because we've had to be conscientious around all that, which is also a massive skill in leadership. Number 10, enforcing rules, core values, and boundaries. So as a mom, you come up with rules, core values, and boundaries in your household around what you all believe in, how you all function together, how you function and interact within the family and outside of the family and in the community. And those are all really, really important on an organizational level, right? Being able to be someone who enforces rules, who upholds core values, who stands for certain boundaries and enforces those boundaries is going to be very, very important. Number 11, you are a teacher, a coach, and a mentor. You are a teacher and a coach and a mentor in motherhood. And as a CEO in an organization, you also are a teacher and a coach and a mentor. And I would say that not all CEOs embrace that. And I think that more CEOs could spend more time (laughs) valuing that and valuing the importance of mentorship. And you thrive in that because that is what you do all day long. You teach and you coach and you mentor your children. Number 12, leadership, especially in trying times. So you thrive in leadership, especially in the hard times. And I'm curious if any of you have this where things are like completely falling apart in your household and maybe even with your partner and you are like, someone needs to step up and it's going to be me. And you step up in these moments where you're like, it's all imploding. Like (laughs) This is a real hot mess over here. And someone needs to step up and take charge. And that's what mothers often are the people that do that. And we do that in our communities. We do that in school situations. We do that in sports team situations. We do that in our households. That kind of leadership is that stepping up in that role of leadership, especially when times are tough, is absolutely essential in a household and in an organization. Number 13, advocacy. Holy cow. As a mom, you are an advocate for your children. And when you see something going wrong, something going sideways, their needs not being met, you step up and you say something and you make sure that their needs get met and you make sure that they are seen on the level that they need to be seen. And that is such a gift for a CEO to be able to have that skill as well. For a CEO to be an advocate for an employee, an advocate for a team member, an advocate for a peer, that is a such a beautiful talent and skill set to bring to leadership. And you already have that innately by being a mom. Number 14, the gift of persuasion. You are a persuasive little mother (laughs) because you know what you want and you know how to get it. And you know how to persuade people in your family and your partners to do certain things so that you get what you need out of the situation. 
And this is a great skill to have as a leader as well, using persuasion. And this might be in an organization like using persuasion for fundraising, using persuasion to help someone see your vision, to help uphold core values. There's so many gifts of persuasion. My mom recently said something to me about how persuasive I am. And I was like, I mean, I guess it's a good talent to have, but am I using it for the greater good? I think I am. (laughs) So, but being persuasive is definitely something that comes with motherhood. Number 15 is your agility and adaptability. So motherhood makes you super agile and super adaptable. I am not someone who historically would view myself as agile or adaptable. I'm someone who really likes to control a lot of things and not have things change a whole lot. But motherhood requires that you become much more nimble, much more able to adapt to constantly changing unpredictable circumstances as does leadership. Like in leadership roles, things are always changing. I had this with the gym, like when people would get sick or my trainer, my trainers would get sick or there'd be snow or whatever. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is like, this was literally like the hardest thing for me. That unpredictability of managing other people was really, really hard. And it got so much easier after I had Vinny, not because I enjoyed it anymore, but because I learned like, it's all going to be fine. Everything is figure outable. As Marie Forleo says, I know that I can be quick and nimble and adapt and other people can be responsive to that in ways that make the whole system work. It's not just all on me. So I really learned motherhood taught me or has taught me and is continuing to teach me a ton about agility and adaptability. And that makes me such a better leader because it makes me not freak out and fall apart all the time. (laughs) It makes me much more steady as a leader. Number 16, you are have compassion and empathy and an ability to connect in a very unique and essential way because you are a mother. And that makes you such a stronger leader and such a stronger CEO. If you can lead with compassion and empathy and you can see the value in true connection, that is going to impact the way an organization runs and grows and thrives on a totally different level. And so that is such a gift for you to bring. And my mom even talked about this as a teacher for 42 years. She said that her compassion and empathy shifted so dramatically after she had her own children. And it really impacted her ability to connect with the kids that she was teaching and the parents of those kids. And she would talk about that at her back to school nights and say like, you know, I, one of the gifts I bring to the table is that I am a mother too. So I get it. If your kid doesn't get their homework done, if there was a death in the family, if the dog ran away, like all these things, she's like, I get it now. And that is a gift that I bring as a leader of this classroom. So same thing as being a CEO, the ability to be compassionate, empathetic, and see the ability to connect on a human level is such a beautiful gift of motherhood and such a transformative gift to bring into leadership into that CEO level. And number 17, you have learned to see and honor the strengths and the gifts of others. So in motherhood, this kind of goes with advocacy, but in motherhood, you see all of your kids and your family members for who they are and for their best parts of themselves, right? And so when you're leading an organization, you can see the people that you're leading and you can see, oh, this person over here, they're so good at that thing. We need to keep them doing that thing. And they're not so good at this other thing. So we're going to make sure we create space for them to shine in the area where they're most talented rather than like looking to fire them because they're not good at something else. We're going to create space around their strengths, which is such a beautiful way to lead an organization and have everyone working in their strengths is to recognize, to see and honor other people's strengths and gifts and create space for that. 
that. And that's definitely something as I grow my organization, something that I'm looking to, to look and see the people who are working within the Shameless Mom Academy organization, what are their strengths and gifts and how can I make sure that everyone's in the right position to thrive? That I'm not trying to pigeonhole someone who is super creative into doing data entry. I'm not trying to pigeonhole someone who loves data entry into like making art. (laughs) So I'm really practicing seeing and honoring the gifts and the strengths of my team so that my team can thrive in the best way so that we all can grow in the way that the organization can function the best to serve as many people as possible and to thrive in as many ways as possible. So I want to also say that when I came up with this list, it was not a stretch to make any of these connections or come to any of these conclusions. These 17 ways that motherhood prepares you to be a CEO were so clear and obvious to me, which is why I, like I said, I was going to record this in a couple of days and I had to come do it today because I was like, this isn't even like me. I'm not trying to even be persuasive. I'm not even trying to use number 14 right here, persuasion. I'm not trying to be persuasive. This is so matter of fact and so clear and so strong. And I want you to see these things. When you go to update your resume, these are the words that you need to be putting on there. These are the titles you need to be giving yourself. You need to be labeling yourself as a decision maker, as a manager, as a negotiator, as someone who has clarity of vision and mission, as a planner, as a budgeter, as someone who upholds core values of a company, as someone who is a teacher and a coach and a mentor, as a leader, as an advocate, as someone who is agile and adaptable, as someone who leads with compassion and empathy and someone who sees and honors other people's gifts and strengths. You need to embrace all of this and lead with all of this when you go into that job interview, when you go to put yourself up for a promotion, when you go to ask for a raise, when you decide to build your own company. All of these things need to be embraced and owned and stepped into in strong power without any hesitation because these are things that are you are actually living all of this right now. This is not you like trying to live these things a little bit more. You are actively living all of these components of this very dynamic role of motherhood. And that absolutely qualifies you in so many ways to be a CEO in whatever way it makes sense for you to be a CEO. So like I said, whether it's CEO of your household, CEO of an organization, CEO of a sports team, CEO of a MLM that you're operating in conjunction with other women, whatever level it means for you to be a CEO, for me, it's been CEO of the Shameless Mom Academy and CEO of my household. So I want you to think about what are the ways, where are you playing CEO and how can you own these roles in a strong and powerful way and own these gifts and talents that are unique to motherhood that highly qualify you to be a damn powerful leader every single day. So if this was helpful to you and you want to see other mamas embracing these, please share this episode. I think this is one of the most powerful episodes that I've done in terms of being able to really give you all some clarity around leadership in your lives. I want to see this episode get shared like 17 million times approximately. 17 to 20. We'll go 17 to 20 million times. So please do take a screenshot of this episode, share it on Instagram, on social media, on Facebook, tag me. I'll always reshare. I'll always comment back. But this is a really, really important episode because a huge part of my mission is creating more mothers who are leaders in whatever capacity leadership means to them. So help me with that mission because when we help each other become more visible leaders, everything changes. 
everything changes on a global level. I've been talking about this in past episodes, but when we cultivate more female leaders, the trickle down effect on a global level is deeply, deeply impactful. So please share this episode. Thank you for listening. And I will be back here soon. And before I let you go, final reminder here today that enrollment is open for Momentum Mamas right now for just a few days. So if you are looking for some coaching from me in my inner circle on a weekly basis, if you are looking to connect with other super awesome shameless moms, this is for you. Pop over to shamelessmom.com forward slash momentum. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not gonna tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.